Who is Jesus? What is he doing? And what does it mean to follow him in the world today? My name is Matt Lewis. This is the Follower Podcast, and everyone is invited to the conversation. Hello, fellow podcast people. Welcome back to the Mountains Bow Down series. Today we are on mountain number seven. I'm calling this the mountain of more, and it's about choosing faith uh, in, at the mountain of sight. And we'll talk more about what that all means today. I've got my friend Kasian Leichwater with me. Hello. And uh, Kasian has been doing his DTS with me. He's all the way from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And this is a man of faith. This is a guy who lives into the things of the reality of God and he had some experiences we were in Nepal together he said had some experiences that we're going to talk about today and I actually just thought that it would be so great to hear his story because I think that'll really help us with what we want to talk about today so I hope as you watch this conversation it helps and challenges and encourages you so KJ yes yes and the mountain of more so let me tell you the story mm-hmm. uh, just to refresh your memory because you were there Good. and then we'll get into it, get into it right from there, right? So yeah, we're in Taflajong, we, we've been in this village mm-hmm. and love the village, getting woken up by the chickens, really cool vibes. And so we got this one day when uh, our contact, the guy we're working with, he takes us to the town's sort of center, would you call it the town center? Like the town center yeah. area, yeah. yeah. And it re- refresh my memory here. Yeah, there were there were some. There, it was it's Nepal twenty twenty. Two. Yeah. Just happened there. Eh? Just, yeah, just happened. Yeah. And Nepal twenty twenty is this campaign for tourists to come and see Nepal. Yeah. That's to basically promotion for Nepal. Promoting Nepal, yeah. all yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so we end up going, and we got told that there's going to be some government people there. Okay. <laughs> uh, but we didn't really know what it was. We were just kind of going. There. Yeah. So we get there, and this is how I remember it. You tell me if I'm right. There's a crowd of people waiting outside <laughs> with like these plastic chairs set up in the middle of the space. We all are sitting on these plastic chairs, and then there's like a hundred people maybe yeah. just standing around us, just staring at us basically while we talk. Everyone left their house or their room or whatever, the shop, yeah. coming there. And just, just looking at us, right? Right, right. So it's super awkward. Mm, um, true. Yeah, we, I remember that. <laughs> Eventually they invite us upstairs. So we go upstairs, up these stairs, we walk into a boardroom, and in this boardroom, packed with people, and then there's this weird setup where we're like sitting in the middle of the room in chairs, like behind each other, almost like we're boarding a plane. Or like a bus setup. Like on a bus setup. And then all these people are around us, and then there's these really important people up front. Mm, yes? Mm, true. And as we sit down, I remember Hannah turns to me and she says to me, I think this is it. I think this is it. And what she was referring to is a month before we left for Nepal, we were still in Germany here, right? We're in Germany and we're praying for Nepal and we're asking the Holy Spirit to tell us stuff. And it's the 1st of November, we still got it in the teen journal. And we wrote down there, someone got an impression or like a picture in their mind that they felt God was telling them about us being in a boardroom with a whole bunch of official looking Nepali men with hats on, right? And, and us being in the space in the sense that God was going to do something with us, with us in that space. Mm-hmm. So now that was the 1st of November. We are in this room on the 1st of January. Yeah. 1st of January. Yeah. Crazy. So, so that's where we are, right? The first day of 2020. First day of 2020, we're two in months. this room exactly like two months later. Mm-hmm. And Hannah's looking around and she's going, I think this is that. 
I think we are living in the reality of what God spoke. Mm. And so all of a sudden, I'm standing to attention because I'm like, okay, God's spoken. He wants to do something here. So they welcome us and they asked if someone would have something to say. Now, it's important at this time for people to understand that uh, in Nepal, it's a closed country, mm. right? So you can't talk about Jesus. Yeah. There's anti-conversion laws. It's it, like you can't just go there and be Christian, right? So we are here in this room with the government of of Nepal mm. and the, the mm. mayor of a region that's overlooking seven seven towns in this area, the minister of land affairs, the chief of police is there, the person who's heading up the whole Nepal 2020 campaign. I mean, it's, it's, it's hectic. Mm. And there we are, and we're there because we're, we're European tourists coming to share something with them. And so they invite us to speak. And so I got to get up and speak. And I was able to basically preach the gospel in that space, right? And it wasn't, uh, obviously you've got to be smart, but I, I think mm. the phrase was, the, the beauty of Nepal is not the hearts of the mountains, but the hearts of the people. Yeah. And yeah. then I, I told them about how when I saw the kindness and generosity of their people, it really reminded me of the kindness and generosity of Jesus. And how I believe that he was inviting the people of Nepal to know him as well. It was this amazing opportunity. Powerful, powerful. Crazy. Mm. And it made me realize <laughs> that the greatest treasure of Nepal and listen carefully to this. The greatest treasure of Nepal is not the height of the mountains. The greatest treasure of Nepal is the heart of the people. Then after that, and this is where it gets even more real, is, uh, so now we go down the stairs, back to our little circle of plastic chairs, you remember this? <laughs> and so we're sitting there, mm. and now they, they want to take a picture of us. So it's me sitting next to the mayor, and our team, all there. And then there's this big crowd around us. Mm. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit gives me uh, like a picture for this mayor. Yeah, I remember. Something yeah. I couldn't know. Mm. You know? Mm. So I call our friend over there who's helping us, a local guy. And I say to him, I feel like I have this picture for the maid. Do you think I could share it? He's like, yeah. So, so there, in Nepal, in front of a whole crowd of people watching, to the mayor, mm. I start telling him things about his life that I could never know. I don't know how else mm. to describe it other than it feels like thoughts are being downloaded into my mind about him. Wow. And as I'm talking to him about these things, his eyes are just getting wider and wider and yeah. wider. And he's just nodding his head, nodding his head, nodding his head. Mm -hmm. And so through the contact, what we were able to understand is that everything I'm saying is true for him. And then I said to him, so Mr. Mayor, would you mind if I prayed for you in this place? Wow. And so again, they're in a closed nation in front of this whole crowd of people to the mayor of the government of the region. Mm -hmm. We stopped all the franticness of trying to take a group photo, all the crowds and the touristiness. Everything shuts down for a second. It gets really, really quiet. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone is just watching me pray over this mayor in the name of Jesus mm -hmm. in on. a close country. Come on, come on. Is that what you remember? Because that's yeah. what I remember. Yeah, and two months before we had the picture already. So yeah. God already knew. It's crazy. It's coming. It's yeah. crazy. It is January 1st, 2020. And in Nepal, it's Visit Nepal 2020. It's like a big tourism uh, event kind of thing. 
So we got this chance to go into a closer village um, and meet with there's the mayor and like administration, offices, government, all these things. Um, and we walk into this building and I realized I remembered a uh, prayer time that we had as a team uh, back in here early on as well, like probably in October. Um, and we wrote it in our team journal. Um, and I had a picture of being in a government building and men with the traditional hats that they were wearing. Um, and a sense of being able to participate in something, maybe Justice Department or maybe government. Um, and so we walked in, we realized, okay, this is the moment. God wants to do something, so what is that going to look like? Yes. Another thing that what happened that today as we went to that place, and. Uh, Meeting the mayor of this area and as well as the uh, administrative officer is, is not easy. Even for the local uh, local people, local uh, area people, to meet him, they have to have the appointment with them. And since we got that opportunity to, to go and we just uh, share them the gospel and they just welcome us. And another thing that I really, really, I feel this, this is not the, only the slogan. This is the thing that Matthew, he said that the beautiness of the Nepal is not the mountain, but beautiness of the Nepal is the heart of the people. That touched their heart. And that really touched their heart. And another thing that is, I can say that in my word that Matthew, he dared to ask. And it's, it's very like a courageous thing that I want to pray for you to the mayor, to the administrative officer, and just prophesying in his, uh, on his life. And it's a really, really great thing. Thank you so much for coming here. And it's, it's a great privilege to, and uh, 1st January, on the occasion of Tourism Year Nepal 2020, to share our things. And it's a very good opportunity. And I think what I learned from that story is that God is so much more than we could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. So much more. So much more. And I think very often we live in a culture where people are trying to minimize Jesus just to the God of what can be seen. Do we understand it? Can we rationalize it? Does it fit in our box of thinking? And so we end up having a very, very small Jesus. You know? I don't know if it's the same in Netherlands. Do you have the for same sure, kind of sure, yeah. Because our worldview is based on what we can measure or understand. Yeah. So we get a small box, but actually... Yeah, it's much bigger, yeah. as we realized in this yeah. story, yeah, for sure. And I know, like in my country, there's people that fill churches every Sunday. Mm. If I tell them the story, they might not even believe it. Mm. Is, mm. is that true for you? I'm thinking, um, yeah. yeah. I think I think they will um, be challenged, for yeah. sure, to, to believe such a thing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And yet, I mean, I lived it. You know, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I was there. It was amazing. But even myself was challenged in the yeah. moment to yeah. believe. Is God really doing what I'm seeing? Yeah. What do I see? And is God really uh, what's happening? Basically, yeah. yeah. Basically, a box falling away for yeah. me as well. Yeah. Like He's so yeah. much more than we can imagine. Yeah. He's the God of faith. Yeah. And not only the God of what we can see. And I think the other time, this is why I invited you to come share mm. today, is the other time I saw this so real is when we were ministering in the villages of Taplajong, and you and our friend Hannah, you were running this session called Pure Heart. Mm. And uh, man, it, you guys facilitated, but also we were kind of witnesses to the most powerful move of the Spirit of God in these people's lives. And I just wanted very to true, ask you to true. speak a little bit about that. So, so tell us a bit about it and, and how you experienced it and what it meant for you. Mm. So we were in the mountain villages and we had the opportunity to do some lessons with, uh, with local people and with some leaders from there, from local churches together. And basically... Um, we tried to do something in four hours. 
four hours teaching about pure heart. Pure heart is about um, your wounds, personal things, or anything that can stand against relationships with other people and with God. And to ask God to heal these spaces and to make space for the Holy Spirit to move into that into that place. And um, basically, we learned this during our own Bible school in in Hernet, where we are right now. Um, but we had a, a full week of lessons about it and everything, and about masculinity, about father wounds, for example. And um, basically, Genesis one eh, that we have this perfect relationship with with the Father, but also with God. And then same sin came in the world. So there was basically a disruption between the relationships and God's want to heal this wound, but you need the space for that. Mm -hmm. And basically what we try to do with Pure Heart is make the space for the people um, and for the Holy Spirit to move and to uh, really heal the wounds. Mm -hmm. um, but during the time we had preparation, we thought four hours. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. But later they said two hours, one hour. Yeah. So it was basically, oh, we have to very minimize what you want to teach. So you had to take everything you had planned for a four hour session yeah. and bring it down to a one hour slot. Yeah, four hours was already too short yeah. us, basically. And also think about translation. So yeah. it's also So in reality you had half an hour. Half an hour, yeah. Half yeah. An hour. And, and the important thing to know here is that you, what you're describing is a mm. ministry of like deep intimacy yeah. and deep vulnerability. True. But the people we're ministering to yeah. are people who live in this unashamed culture. Amen. I wanted to say that because they never show like cry emotions. Mm -hmm. And especially when you allow God in your deepest pain, pure heart is basically crying a lot also because yeah. you have to allow the, the heart to be purified by God and then emotions come out and it can be loud or can be maybe shameful. Yeah. yeah. So for that culture, it's not normal to show any of these emotions. Yeah. And before the preparation, I was like, God, how do you want to do this? Because it's not normal here. So I remember you, you shared your story, Hannah shared her story, and mm. then you just kind of made this invitation for people to respond to what God was doing. And you just kind of left it. Yeah. And what I was impressed by actually, was that there was no setup. You weren't trying to control it for yourself. You mm. just left mm. the space. Mm. And I remember standing at the back of the church that day and listening and all of a sudden, just to the left over here, a lady started crying. Mm. It was like this, like a deep, it was like a release of something that had been built up for many years. Yeah. Started to come out of her. And as she, I guess, was met by the, the Holy Spirit, it was like she gave license to other people in the room. And slowly, 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 people just started, yeah. I guess, opening up. Like popcorn, yeah. And, yeah. But there was a breakthrough uh, mm. in that moment also, yeah. And so then our, our team, I mean, we were busy for a long time. It was moving yeah, around yeah, that yeah, church, yeah. praying for people. Yeah. I remember our friend Laura, she was just there with one lady pretty much the whole time, just yeah. being with her, praying with her as this lady just poured herself out before the Lord. Yeah. I remember walking past that, the pastor of the church, actually. He was sitting on the floor with his granddaughter mm. and she had fallen asleep in his arms mm. and there just tears rolling down his face. So, it's a beautiful picture, actually. Amazing. Yeah. And, and it was like this, uh, you know, the Celtic spirituality, they talk about a thin place. They talk about this place in the world where sometimes it feels like heaven touches earth. Yeah. And that's what it felt like for me. It was like yeah. this thin place. It was like it became sacred for a moment, you know. Yeah. Very safe place. Yeah. Yeah. And also that you see the Holy Spirit or you don't see. Yeah, you, see, you basically see God moving yeah. in a very direct way. Yeah. And um, yeah, we did something possible, like sharing our stories. Yeah. And we had to trust God that he did the impossible thing and he did it, but yeah. much, much more than we could ever imagine. So again, 
box yeah. and he's much bigger than me. Can you imagine? And I actually, yeah. I remember I actually interviewed two of the people from that church. They right. were, they were, they were deeply moved mm. by what had happened in that place, and mm. and both of them just talked about how their encounter with the Holy Spirit had shifted so much in their heart. You know. Ah, my dear, how many days have you been here? My dear, my dear, my dear, Papa, Amma, go. Today, Siano, Karan, and Siano, boy, when they are my little brother, ma, and this to cura, rahe, get, ki ma. And something I was uh, some like my uh, my father and mother and my elder sister they hurt me and uh, uh, I was not being able to forgive them and uh, I decided in my heart that I never forgive them. But in the morning time when I was learning about the clean heart. And when I remember and I knew about my father and mother and my elder sister, and I decided to forgive all of them. And I forgive them as well. And in front of God that I said, I forgive already. And then I felt very light in my heart. And I see the heaven open for my family as well as same for me also. Mm. I mean, what a privilege to be a part of that. True, true. And even in that moment, I remember, I don't know what was going on in the, in the person himself. You don't only see the emotion, but you realize this is significant. And yeah. this, is, this is a big pain maybe for many years, yeah. what God is healing in. In this one moment, yeah, and um, yeah, we can set the space, but we cannot control those healings, and for sure, we cannot do anything about it. We yeah. have to uh, allow God, yeah, and He's He's working, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. And and so, as you think back on that experience, uh, what did you learn then? Or or maybe let's ask this mm -hmm. question, right? So you're going back to the Netherlands now. Yeah, yeah. You're going back to a culture, even a Christian culture, where God yeah. exists in the world of sight. Yeah, what we can understand, you know. So you've had this experience. What lessons did you learn? What did God teach you that you're going to take back to this place about God being more than what we can just see and taste and touch and feel, you know? Yeah, yeah. What I really learned, and I think that's a challenge for us, especially like what you say in my culture, um, rational culture, thinking about a lot of things, knowing the knowledge, what, what is proven, what can we measure. Um, even it's proven Jesus was there on the earth, mm. but that he is more than only a good example. Then we get into the moment of, okay, who is who is he really? Is he can can we have a relationship with him? And basically, when you start seeing, hey, we need to trust him. We need to build this relationship with him and um, trust him that he will move, that he will respond, but that he is greater than we can imagine. Then we get to a whole other level than just a good example from history, yeah. like other, other people in the history in the past. Yeah, yeah and um, for me that was significant and also realizing that I'm as a, me as a Christian, it's easy to build boxes around God yes. and then basically I can control my God instead yes. of uh, allowing Him to work through my life exactly. um, in the way He wants to do it and to focus on Him instead of that I focus on my own life and allow God to work in the way I want Him to move. Yeah. Which is basically not uh, trusting God, but yeah. just controlling the whole thing. Yeah. 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 And I think so many of us, we live in this place of uh, 
like we we tell God how far He can go. Yeah, true. You know, true. we like, limit. Yeah, yeah we're like God, you can come in, but only this far. Yeah, you can do it, but only this much. You know, and I just wonder what it would look like if, mm. as Christian people, as people trying to follow Jesus, mm. we just let Jesus be Jesus. Yeah, and 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 all of what that means. You know, I think about exactly what you're saying. People who are happy to accept Jesus as a good teacher mm. and like a good moral example. Mm. So they like the fact that He's grace and truth and mercy and kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they they just kind of take a black highlighter and go over the parts where he's resurrecting dead people and Whoa. healing the blind and Come healing on. the sick and driving out being, demons, driving yeah. out demons and being healed him, being resurrected himself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and you think about it like a, the entire Christian faith is built on the supernatural. Mm. On the idea that there's more going on here mm. than just mm. skin and bones. It's Paul saying if Jesus wasn't raised from the dead, then we are to be pitied above all people. Because mm. if that didn't happen then we've got nothing to yeah. stand on. True, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think we need the supernatural and we need the truth from the Bible, yeah. both. And if you focus only on the, on the scripture, but you don't allow God to, to really reveal himself to us in our yeah. hearts, then it stays in the, in the head. Exactly. Like, just knowledge, yeah. which is nice, but then we still, uh, we try to understand God. And basically, when you realize how big God is, we cannot fully understand yeah. him because he's much bigger than yeah. us. We people are small. And he's so yeah. much bigger, yeah. He's and personally, so much bigger. I don't want to give my life to a God who can fit in my own mind. Yeah, true. It's too small. True. But otherwise, to acknowledge that allowing God to be bigger than, than I am is, can be um, a moment of fear. Like, yeah. Because then you don't understand what's going to happen. Yeah. And there is, there is a, for sure a tension. But to step into it, it gives more freedom because then we know, yeah. okay, he's in control. And, I don't have to do other things. So we stop striving and we start trusting God and uh, allowing Him to work in miraculous ways, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I think, I think you've really touched on something powerful there around the ability to trust that God is more than we can understand mm. is at the same time our choice to, to trust that, that even though we can't control Him, He is good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah goodness. It's like, it's like a trust yeah. step. Because yeah. if I only worship the God that I can understand or control, mm. then in a lot of ways, I'm still God in that story. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. still in control. I'm still calling the shots. Mm. If, if I only let God exist within the boundaries of what I understand, yeah. I can, I'm God still in yeah. a way. True. But when I recognize that God is, I mean, God is so much bigger than me. He holds the whole universe in the palm of his hand. All of a sudden, wow. there's like there's wow. a right, there's an appropriate smallness that comes over my life. You know, mm. I, there's like a humility that I have to enter into. Wow, wonderful. Yeah, and also realizing, would do I give the glory by mm. doing things? Yeah. And sometimes we, we really like to do to do things in church. Yeah. But basically, who gets the glory? Me myself. Yeah. And uh, I'm just trying to be a good Christian. Yeah. And professional Christian. Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is that Jesus gets the glory. Yeah. And that he can move in the way he wants to move and that we can live in relationship and intimacy with him. Yeah, and this intimacy is so important. Actually, um, we can have the pure heart story and then we can think, oh, the next day it's easy. Yeah. No, yeah. the next day you have to say again and again, God, you are bigger than I can exactly. imagine and I trust you in what you want to do through my life today. And even today when I sit here, I have to trust God that he can do more than just a, a nice talk yeah. we have or a beautiful video yeah. with many views because that's not the point. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that phrase, we walk by faith, not by sight. Walking is a step-by-step -step action. Yeah. Wow. And when we go back into our lives, everything in the world is going to try and call us back to sight. Billboards, 
TV adverts, what we're learning at university, yeah. the conversation at the coffee shop, yeah. everything is going to shrink, try and shrink our reality down to yeah. just what we can see. Mm. And so it's a daily decision as we walk to put one foot in front of the other to say, uh, no, there's, mm -hmm. more, there's more going on here. True. Something True. else is happening. Yeah. And I'm choosing to let that be my ultimate reality, not yeah. this. Yeah. You know? yeah. And I was thinking about my, um, my smartphone and the social media. And what I see sometimes in, on Instagram is very beautiful. Like mm -hmm. pictures, all people together. And they have the best meals or the best fun together. But what that picture on Instagram is beautiful. But the more the relationship between the people, you cannot see that on Instagram. Yeah. That's about the real, yeah. the real life. Yeah. And the same thing with God. We can read many things about Him or hear about Him. But when we start realizing, hey, it's about the relationship with Him. Yeah. And um, trusting Him. Then you get to an all other level exactly. again and again but yeah. um, it is a challenge but it's worth it and especially what you say the walk that's yeah. very important to realize like where it's not uh, only on the top of the mountain but it's also when you face the mountain in the valley and the highs and the lows God wants to meet us there and um, wow yeah come on come on especially there in the in the mountain village I realized how deep the valleys can be of Nepal and even in the deepest valleys God, God wants to meet us even when I face my pure heart teasing and I don't know how it's gonna happen. Yeah. Because that, that was real. I was really having a, a lot of fear and also realizing yeah, it's a responsibility. Yeah. Uh, and basically, I cannot handle that responsibility and just yeah. realize, okay, I have, I have to give it to God because yeah. I cannot do exactly. it on my own. Yeah. And, and it makes me think about that guy who comes to Jesus and says, uh, Jesus, I believe, but also help my unbelief. Good. You know? Good. Yeah. And it's, it's like those moments when we're in the valley and, and again, you're right, man, when you're on a mountaintop experience and, and there's a thousand people worshipping with you and people are getting healed all around <laughs> you, it's just like revival, it's like craziness. <laughs> and we had some yeah. of those moments, yeah, you know, I think about too. churches we ministered in on an average, like incredible mountaintop experiences. But the reality yeah. is everyday life is not always like that. Yeah. And there are some days when I wake up and it's hard to believe that there's more going on here. Yeah. than what I can see, taste, and touch. Yeah. And I think it's in those moments where I can be honest with God and say, God, I do believe, mm. but also help my unbelief. Mm. Remind me again who you really are, you know? Yeah, true, true. Yeah. true. And even in that moment when we went to the mayor, um, the challenge for me was as well that during that time, um, we, I think we went in the morning and in yeah. the afternoon, it was planned to have the pure heart moment. Yeah. And um, so I was basically focusing on that as well. And... I remember a moment God saying, okay, let, you can let it go now because yeah. we are here and just enjoy it, you know? Yeah. And I was still busy in my, mo in my head trying to uh, control the next step or something yeah. or being fearful and learning instead of fear, trusting God. Um, that's really a big, big thing I learned during this whole travel. Yeah. And seeing, okay, uh, schedule is not what it looks like. Yeah. And also the time is sometimes it takes longer or we start later because it's a different culture. Yeah. But for God, that doesn't matter. And actually for me also, it doesn't matter, but I have to let go of this control, yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Say, okay, God, you are in control. I'm not. And then it's amazing how, like that mayor experience. I yeah. feel like we just got caught up in that. Yeah. It's not something we built, it's not something we planned. We just kind of went where God was leading and found ourselves in the middle of the miracle, you know? Yeah. And I think sometimes it's like that. It's when I rel relinquish control, when I surrender it up to God and go, God, I can't control my life my time, what's going to happen to me, what's going to happen down the road. I'm just going to choose to trust you in the moment. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's almost like somehow we position ourselves to, mm -hmm. to, to be a part of what he's doing 
in the world at any given moment. It's like, it's like when we're awake to it, yeah. that's kind of when eternity breaks through into the temporary and we see wow. those experiences. Wow. Maybe the lesson that we could, we could pull out of our experience that would be helpful for all people is that you know, in our everyday life, in the normalness of things, we have to make a constant decision yeah. to remember that God is more. Yeah. He's more than what we think, more than what we can imagine. And, and to have an openness to encounter the more. Because yeah. sometimes we exclude ourselves from what God is doing because of how we shut God off mm. and only let God work within our small box, you know? Mm. And so for people mm. in the Netherlands, people in South Africa, people all over the world, what would it look like for followers of Jesus? I guess to do a simple thing really is to yeah. open up our Bibles, read who this guy is, mm. and then just choose to believe that. Yeah. In spite of the fact that the whole world is shouting at us, telling us not to, mm. we go, no, 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 Jesus, I do believe, but help my unbelief. And I want to live in the reality of more of who yeah. you are. You know? yeah. And the lifestyle of worship and prayer helps me into that. Yeah. To awaken myself every single day to the reality that God is bigger. Brilliant. And um, yeah, that he wants to move in, in many ways. Yeah, basically, yeah. basically. But it starts with this personal relationship yeah. with beautiful God. In our internal geography, mm. what's actually broken with us is that we're dead supernaturally. Mm. And so it's kind of like you were saying, it's like, well, I could get a ticket and go to Nepal myself. But then when I realize my real need, when I break my foot and what I need is a miracle, now I need a miracle working God. Mm. And so when we realize that what's deeply broken about us is that we are, we're not just physical beings, there's more to us than that, and that that more is actually dead, yeah. We don't just now need a psychologist, we need a resurrection. Yeah, and in true. those moments when we know our need, we need God to be who He really is, you know? Wow, God is moving in different ways than we expect. And that surprise, yeah. that was really something for me during uh, the whole Bible school. Mm -hmm. Like, God is surprising me every single day because the intimacy. And in this intimacy, He is, he is so much more than I expect. And we can, we can have this big thing, we can God, see God as a really big God. And still the next day we realize, no, it's much bigger than I expected. And basically, it's, uh, every single day we can ask God for more revelation of His love in our lives. And uh, it's amazing. It's in a journey. And yeah. well, I would encourage you to, everyone to go for it, for more truth about Jesus, but especially in our hearts. We need more of that truth in our hearts. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for coming on the Follow-up Podcast. Wow, it was amazing actually. I liked it. Yeah, And I'm going to listen all your... All your mountains. <laughs> all the mountains. <laughs> and I hope you guys are going to listen to all the mountains. I hope this was uh, helpful for you. And we'll, uh, we'll chat to you on the next episode.